Praise the Lord. Well, only a whole Bible can make a whole Christian, so why don't we look at the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit tonight, and perhaps your heart will be stirred, and the Lord will be able to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance, and that the Lord has a realm of power and ministry and strength for us that we need to surrender ourselves into and ask the Lord to work in our hearts. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? To those who ask him. Well, the gifts and fruits of the Spirit. I use the word fruits because it balances nicely with gifts. Fruit can be singular or plural, as you know. There are nine what are called gifts, manifestation gifts of the Spirit in the Bible. And there are nine fruits of the Spirit mentioned in the Bible. And the number nine is the signature of the Holy Spirit. Gifts brought forth by the Spirit, fruits produced by the Holy Spirit. Now there are many other giftings, callings, ministries, but there are nine specific. We've identified 26 different ministries or services or administrations that are found in the Word of God. There are the fivefold ministry, pastors and teachers and evangelists, and we have the worship ministry, music ministry. We have deacons and administrations and governments and ruling like elders. There are many ministries in the Word of God, but there are nine what are called specific gifts of the Holy Spirit and nine fruits of the Spirit. So let's look first at 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 8. We'll read about the gifts of the Spirit, and then we'll go to Galatians 5 and read about the fruits of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, unbelievers, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. People can say Jesus was a good teacher, he was a prophet, he was this and that, but you cannot say Jesus is Lord of my life unless a revelation has come to you by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences, differences of ministries. We're the body of Christ, we're members, we all have different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, different ways the Holy Spirit impels us, but is the same God who works all in all. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit, so he's talking about gifts and ministries and callings, but now he says, but the manifestation of the Spirit, and it's a particular word, the shining forth of the Spirit, an impulse of the Spirit, a word of faith, a surge of faith, a gift of healing, an inspiration of prophecy. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To each one. These are for all of us. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, 
to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. It's for each one, according as the Sovereign Spirit leads us. Then we have Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. There is no law forbidding those fruits of the Spirit. You can produce as much as you want. All those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Nine specific gifts of the Spirit, nine specific fruit of the Spirit. Exodus 28, 31. The high priest's garment, verse 35, or 31. You shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue, one of the garments that was upon Aaron the high priest. There shall be an opening for the head in the middle of it. It shall have a woven binding all around its opening, like the opening in a coat of mail, so that it does not tear. And upon its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet all around its hem, and bells of gold between them all around. A golden bell and a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate. The bell speaks of the gifts of the Spirit. The pomegranate speaks of the fruits of the Spirit. A bell and a pomegranate. Gifts of the Spirit and fruits of the Spirit all around upon it, upon the hem of the robe all around. And it shall be upon Aaron when he ministers, and the sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, that he may not die. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate upon the hem of the robe of the high priest. A beautiful sound before the Lord. Bells bumping gently, against the pomegranates and bringing forth harmony and beauty and a blessing in the house of the Lord. Gifts of the Spirit and fruits of the Spirit functioning together in the people of God. A beautiful order, a beautiful arrangement, and it brings a sound of blessing in the presence of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. He's really saying pursue the fruits of the Spirit and desire the gifts of the Spirit. Because all the fruits, the fruits of the Spirit, those nine fruit can be summed up in one word, love, agape. The word for love is agape in the Greek. It's the divine love of God. It's Christian love. It's God's love that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The non-Christian world does not have agape. They do not have the divine love of God in them, and that's why they can't get along. There's war and strife and cursing and division and brokenness and divorce and tearing apart because the human heart does not have the capability to properly love as God would have us love. 
Love is summed up, or all the fruit is summed up in that one word. Agape. The love of God is joyfulness. The love of God is peacefulness. The love of God is kindness and gentleness and forbearance and forgiveness and mercy and blessing. Pursue the fruit of the Spirit and desire spiritual gifts. Pursue the fruit of the Spirit, the nine fruit, and desire, earnestly desire. The Bible even says covet the gifts of the Spirit. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, gifts of the Spirit, tongues of men and angels, but have not agape, I have become sounding brass, a clanging bell or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, word of wisdom, word of knowledge operating, and though I have all faith, gift of faith operating, so that I could remove mountains but have not agape, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, voluntary poverty, and though I give my body to be burned, reckless abandonment, but have not agape, it profits me nothing. Now, there's still a profit to the people that are ministered to, but the Bible says it profits the individual nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Agape does not envy. Agape does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own way, is not easily provoked, KJV, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, agape never fails. Pursue agape, the fruit of the Spirit, and desire spiritual things or spiritual gifts. Now what happens? What happens if the fruit of the Spirit is lacking? The gift can still minister, but it becomes difficult to receive. And it can turn into the sound of a clanging bell and a jarring symbol. If a person is prideful or arrogant or rude or divisive or even critical, they can still operate in the gift of the Spirit. They're calling, they're gifting the gifts of the Spirit. But what happens? It's difficult to receive. What about ministers of the gospel who fall onto the grounds of questionable morals or dishonesty with kingdom finances. The gift continues to move, but the reception of it is difficult. It kind of grates against a person. It's like a clanging bell and a clanging cymbal, and it's not as easy to receive. So we must guard our spirituality as we 
minister our gifts and the callings of God, we must guard our spirituality. We all know from the Word of God that spirit, that gifting is not necessarily a measure of spirituality. That God will use us because of us and in spite of us. God will use us. He pours out his gifting. He pours out his blessing. He will use us. But we are responsible to bring alongside the fruit of the Spirit to match that so that it receives wonderfully and beautifully in the house of the Lord. Serving one another in love, in unity, in kindness. Serving in forgiveness. What a beautiful sound that comes forth in the presence of the Lord. What a beautiful sound. If we don't guard our spirituality, if we don't guard the fruit of the Spirit, if we don't guard our Christian character, what happens is that eventually the gifting ceases. It diminishes and ceases. Just ask Samson and a host of other believers and ministers of the gospel. And what happens tragically is that it brings great reproach on the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ and people criticize Christians in the kingdom of God because of failure in that area. The Bible says pursue the fruits of the Spirit and desire spiritual gifts. The two together, a bell and a pomegranate, gift and fruit together. 1 Corinthians 1, 4-7. The Apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth, Corinth, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly awaiting eagerly await, waiting for the revelation, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here was a church, he said, you come behind, you come short in no gift. The ministries, the gifts are operating, the callings, the services, the nine gifts of the Spirit are also in evidence in this congregation. He said, you come behind in no gift. Verse 10, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. He said, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other, for Christ did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For Christ did not send me to baptize. Is Paul suggesting that baptism isn't that important? 
that really all that's important is sinner's prayer and you repent and accept Jesus and, well, baptism at my leisure and pleasure. Years go by and haven't sealed my confession of faith in Christ. He, wouldn't, he wasn't saying that at all because he's be contra contradicting his own words in other epistles. What Paul was relating to was the fact that he said, I'm not out to make and draw disciples unto myself. He said, I am not out to build the biggest ministry ever known in the Roman Empire. I'm not counting and putting out a report every year or two, 10,000 converts, 8,000 people baptized. Here's the healing report. Here's everything God did. He said, I am not drawing disciples after myself. He said, I'm one of the body. I'm one of many ministries. And I'm going to carry myself properly in the body of Christ. I'm going to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Now think of this church at Corinth. They came behind in no gift. It's like every possible gift of the Spirit was operating in that congregation. The elders, the deacons, every department of ministry, mercy and compassion and teaching and exhortation and prophetic gifts and gifts of the Spirit. And yet there was division, and there was criticism, and there was polarization, and there was name-dropping, and there was criticism among the people. A lot of bells, but not enough pomegranates. A lot of gifts, but not enough fruit of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts, he said to them, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And the more excellent way that he showed them goes into chapter 13. It's the way of fruits and gifts together. Love, unity, kindness, gentleness, forbearance, blessing of the, one another, receiving one another to the glory of God. The better way is fruits and gifts functioning together. Now the fruits of the Spirit, these are, these are grown. See, gifts are given, fruits are grown. Gifts are rather immediate by the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts in particular, not the ones we have to develop as ministry gifts, but the gifts of the Spirit, the nine, they are they are rather immediate. They come, as it were, from, they come upon us, as it were, from without by the Holy Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is developed gradually from within. And we have to guard the garden of our heart. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. We must guard the garden of our hearts, and pluck out any weeds quickly, any noxious weeds, anything that begins to grow, lest it become a little weed patch, and you know how hard that is to dig out. But to pull the weeds quickly. All of us deal with what is called the flesh. There persists in every one of us, because we're still in our human bodies, that tendency to sin, to go our own way, 
to respond in an ungodly manner to one another and to circumstances and situations of life. Every one of us deal with the flesh life, and we cannot overcome the flesh life except by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we tend our hearts. We know the Lord wants to bring the fruit of the Spirit through our lives. Love, joy, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control, the Holy Spirit at work. And throughout our entire Christian life, we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to keep bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit and to bring forth fruit unto perfection, that we would grow more and more Christ-like. This is not something immediate. This is something that develops. The moment you get saved, the Holy Spirit is in you to begin to grow you, to begin to bring forth the likeness of Christ, his attitudes, his spirit, his kindness, his holiness, his nature. And so the gifts of the Spirit must be produced by the Holy Spirit. They are the process of time. The gifts of the Spirit, on the other hand, are more immediate. They're called the charismata, charismata, the grace gifts of the Lord. They are freely bestowed by the Holy Spirit upon us as needed. They are spirituals. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit. We don't earn them, we don't work for them, but we open up our hearts to them. And the Holy Spirit rests upon us at times here and there with a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a discerning of spirits, a gifts of healing. These are the ways the Holy Spirit wants to manifest in us. These are not abiding <clears throat> gifts. These are not, as it were, resident in us, but they are momentary. Again, the Bible says the manifestation, it's the shining forth of the Spirit. It's like a lantern begins to burn brilliantly and then fades back out. And at times, we feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is what? An inspiration of prophecy, a creative word, a declaration. Sometimes there's the power of God on us to effect a miracle. Sometimes to bring forth a gift of healing. This is the Holy Spirit coming upon us in these manifestations. And it doesn't matter what ministry we have in the body, as a calling or as a service. These nine gifts of the Spirit are meant to rest on us from time to time by the Holy Spirit to help us accomplish the will of God. John Wesley said, Because the love of many, he was writing in the mid-1700s, the Methodist movement, because the love of many, almost of all Christians so-called, was waxed cold. This was the real cause why the extraordinary gifts of the Holy Ghost were no longer found in the Christian church. Because the love of many waxed cold. This was the real cause why the extraordinary gifts of the Holy Ghost were no longer found in the Christian church. But you go back over the last 2,000 years, and wherever there was revival and people turned back to God, and there was a move of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, those nine, reappeared always in some form or manner. Pursue the fruit of the Spirit, and let's desire spiritual gifts. Let's desire the spirituals. They are, these nine gifts of the Spirit are spiritual equipment. We need them. We need them desperately. 
These nine gifts of the Spirit confirm the gospel to people. These signs shall follow them that believe. And the Lord went forth working and confirming the word with signs following. The gifts of the Spirit are supernatural powers for the saints. They confirm the gospel, but they also enable us to do things that we cannot do on our own, to touch people's lives, to touch our own lives, to bring transformation, to bring blessing, to bring honor and glory to the church of Jesus Christ. These nine gifts of the Spirit are so vitally important. If we are going to lead our, our lives most effectively, if we are going to lead our families, if we are going to build the church of Jesus Christ most effectively, we need these nine gifts of the Spirit. And the Bible says desire them. See, gifts are desired, fruit is developed. And that's God's way. Where there's no hunger and thirst for the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God, it has no avenue by which to flow. But when people are seeking, when they're desirous, when they're pressing into God, hearts burning after the living God, then the gifts of the Spirit can be manifested or shine through the individual. While there are nine gifts of the Spirit, I want to walk through these rather quickly. The nine gifts fall into three categories. There's the revelation gifts, the utterance gifts, and the, the power gifts. So the revelation gift to know, power, to do, utterance, to speak. The revelation gift to know, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Power, faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. Utterance, prophecy, kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Nine gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to come and rest upon us periodically, time to time. We're open. Lord, I need a word of wisdom. Lord, I want to be used in a gift of prophecy. Lord, use me for healing. I want a gift of faith to come and operate through my life. Lord, how about, Lord, miracles or gift of faith? Well, what is a word of wisdom? Word of wisdom. How many have been in a place at times and you just don't know what to do? You don't know where to go. You don't want know what decision to make. Because these gifts operate in the spiritual and in the practical realm. And you're praying, and you're praying, and you're discussing what to do, and you just have no answer. But all of a sudden, one day, there's a flash of light, and you know exactly what to do. You just received a word of wisdom by the Holy Spirit in answer to your prayers, and now you know what to do. A word of wisdom in, it could be in your business, it could be in your family, it could be in your marriage, it could be in your finances, but you've been praying and seeking God, and a word of wisdom came to you to help guide you through. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge, I believe, operates most directly and perfectly with the word of God. In the knowledge of God. How many have ever had the lights come on and all of a sudden there's an unveiling and you see the Word of God? You see something you never saw before. You said, I can't believe I never saw it. But God opened your eyes and all of a sudden you know. That is a word of knowledge and operation. You're seeking the Lord. You're studying the Scriptures. And all of a sudden there's a flash of light and you know. But it operates beyond that. It operates in our lives to 
no information that we don't know, and particularly, I believe, it operates into the future, that there's knowledge of where we should go and how we should direct our lives and what to do. It comes out of seeking the Lord, and the word of knowledge is there. We need the word of knowledge in our life. What about discerning of spirits? Discerning of spirits so that we can cut through appearances and know what's really going on. Sometimes there are facades. Sometimes things appear so flashy and good and right, but all of a sudden in your spirit, there comes a check in your spirit that you can't deny, and the Lord is saying, you stay away from that, and you don't do that, that's going to hurt you. That's the Holy Spirit giving us a discerning of spirits to avoid perhaps certain relationships and certain people, and so that we can be protected we can be cared for by the Holy Spirit and make our way through. Discerning of spirits. We're praying, Lord, we desire the gifts of the Spirit. I want to be warned by the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to discern the positive things. That's right. That's true. That's accurate. A discernment of the Spirit. But also the negative things that would hurt our lives, hurt our finances, hurt our businesses. Lord, give me a discerning of spirit so I can see and know and be guided carefully. Gifts of power to do. The gift of faith. The gift of faith is at the head of the list, just like word of wisdom and prophecy. These are possibly the best gifts at the head of each classification. The gift of faith. The supernatural ability and capacity to believe God in circumstances that are seeming impossible. A gift of faith comes and you can speak things and know things will happen that are humanly impossible. And everybody around you will be saying it can't be done, it's not possible, there's too much failure in it, but you know God's given you a word. And if you look back on your life, maybe God has given you a gift of faith from time to time. A gift of faith, I mean the examples are replete in the word of God. Elijah stood up and said before Ahab, according to my word, there will be no rain in the land until I say it will come again. That's a gift of faith in operation. He said to the widow woman, the barrel of meal will not waste and the cruise of oil will not fail until the day God sends rain on the earth. That's a gift of faith in operation. It's powerful. Elijah on Mount Carmel called for fire from heaven. He had a gift of faith that if he would go up to Mount Carmel, and have that contest with the prophets of Baal that God would come through for him. And he called for the fire and then he called for the rain. These pow this powerful gift of faith. God tells you something in your spirit. It doesn't happen very often. But once in a while in your life, you may experience it where God gives you the supernatural faith to believe beyond the ordinary. To believe for something impossible. It's created by the Holy Spirit. This is the faith Jesus talked about in Mark 11 when he said, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. He said, when the faith of God comes into you, you'll be able to say to mountains, be removed and be cast into the sea. You'll be able to say to a fig tree, wither and dry up at the roots. That is a gift of faith. That is a supernatural endowment for a moment to affect a cause gift of faith is so powerful. 
The gift of faith is so wonderful. What about gifts of healings? The supernatural ability to heal the sick. Pray for the sick. Pray for people that are sick. When people are at the altars and need prayer for healing, come and lay your hands on them. You never know when God will release a gift of healing through your hands to make them whole. Again, it's momentary. It's, it's a sudden urge. It's a flash of light. It's a gift of healing that goes into people. Gifts of healings. The body of Christ operating in gifts of healings, desiring the works of the Holy Spirit. Then there's workings, working of miracles. Working of miracles. This is an interruption in normal events. You know, there's many testimonies from foreign fields, especially, you know, if you think back into the 1960s from Indonesia, in Indonesia where that great revival came through, and the believers there, water turned into wine at the communion service, and they walked across crocodile-infested rivers, many reports of people raised from the dead, working of miracles, taking a cripple by the hand at the gate beautiful and lifting him up. That's beyond a gift of healing. That's a working of miracles. Raising a person off their deathbed. Come alive at the point of death. That would be a working of miracles and raising of the dead. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. And again, here we are, surrender to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, these are your operations. They're under your sovereign will and control. They're not by our ingenuity. They're not by our relentless pressure on you, Holy Spirit. But we desire. We desire to be used of God. We desire the gifts of the Spirit, workings of miracles. Then we have utterance to speak, prophecy, to be able to speak by inspiration. This beautiful gift of prophecy, it operates in the house of the Lord as you hear from time to time, but this gift of prophecy, prophecy is such a broad, broad realm of coverage because we are to live under the power of this prophetic inspiration day after day. We can speak and we declare and we say dry bones live and we speak to situations and we declare the word of the Lord because the Holy Spirit is impelling us. Who has believed our report, God said? And to whom will the arm of the Lord be revealed? Believe the report of the Lord. Sometimes people come and give you a report, and you just, in your spirit, you're just fighting against that report. I want to believe the report of the Lord for this situation and for this person and what they're going through. That prophetic anointing inside of us that holds to the word of God and declares the word of the Lord the great and wonderful gift of prophecy. The Apostle Paul, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, considered this the greatest gift of all. Why? Because it can operate in us day and night. That prophetic inspiration where we speak by the Holy Spirit because the Lord said he would pour out his Spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters would prophesy. And young men would see visions and old men would dream dreams that this anointing, this prophetic anointing would rest on the people of God if their hearts were open for it. That day and night they could walk under a prophetic inspiration and the word of the Lord would burn in their spirit and they would speak the word of God.
other gifts of the Spirit here and there. Gift of healing, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits once in a while, depending on the situation, but prophecy every day, living under the power of a prophetic inspiration by the Holy Spirit. This is the inheritance of the people of God. Then we have kinds of tongues, speaking in other tongues and interpretation of tongues. Of all the gifts, tongues and interpretation is the one that is of more private use. The Bible says that's why you don't hear it much in the public assemblies. It's more of a private gift. As Paul said, that the person who speaks in tongues speaks not unto men but unto God. And in the Spirit, they're speaking mysteries, divine secrets. And the Apostle Paul said, let him who speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. I ask the Lord that I can interpret my tongues. No, it doesn't happen that often. That too is by the Holy Spirit. But once in a while, speaking in tongues, I get a sense of exactly what I'm praying and what I'm calling out to the Lord for. Let him that speaks in tongues pray that he may interpret. When we speak in tongues, we are speaking mysteries. We're speaking divine revelations. We are speaking the secret things of God. We are actually prophesying and creating our future, the fruitful will of God that we will walk into in the days of our life ahead. Hallelujah. Pursue the fruit of the Spirit and desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. 14 and 1. Here it is, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Let's have the worship team come. I pray that the Lord in these days and in this message will stir your heart. I need to ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I need supernatural equipment. I need supernatural anointing. I need the Holy Spirit to come upon me with words of knowledge and words of wisdom and discerning of spirits. I need gifts of healing for people, working of miracles, prophetic anointing. And if we will open our hearts to the Lord, he will use us. And how many of you right now, even as I'm speaking, that you look back on the years of your life and you may have not even realized that it at the moment, as with me. But I look back over the years of my life, and I can say, that was a word of wisdom, Lord. That was a word of knowledge. That was a discerning of spirits. That was a definite gift of healing. That was a working of miracles. How many can say that of your life tonight? You look back and see the goodness of the Lord, and you see how the Holy Spirit at times has come with his presence, and there was a flash of light, and there was a surge of faith, and there was an anointing to believe for things that you hadn't even thought about it, thought about. That is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in the body of Christ, and how we need that supernatural working. Again, to lead our lives most effectively and fruitfully before the Lord, to lead our families to know what to do, to build the church of God in proper fashion and be strong. And the Apostle Paul said, 
for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, he said, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the body, that you pour out your love and your life to see the body of Christ edified, people saved, people discipled, and the kingdom of God built in glory and power. What a way to live. What a way to live. Living under a supernatural inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a normal Christian life. I want to live a supernatural Christian life where I'm sensitive to the Holy Spirit and walking under his direction and I'm thinking about him and open to him. Holy Spirit, how would you use me today? What kind of prayers do I need to pray? Are there people today that I haven't even thought about that you want to bring across my mind and spirit so I can pray a prayer of faith over them and lift them up in you, Lord? A life sensitized to the Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 2, 1 to 4. Let's close it out. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Can believers drift away? They sure can. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. Hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord. Say, Lord, bear witness in my life. Bear witness in my family, my sons and daughters, my grandchildren, Bear witness among us in the church with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And so our lives are there surrendered. Lord, use me. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, you say, Lord, use me. The fruits of the Spirit, you say, Lord, Make me. Make me more Christ-like. Grow me in Christ-likeness more and more into the image of your Son. As your word says, from splendor to splendor, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith. Fruits of the Spirit, Lord, grow me. Gifts of the Spirit, Lord, use me for your glory. I can pour out my life and pour out the ministry the love of the Holy Spirit to the blessing of the people of God and the salvation of the earth. Let's stand together tonight. Let's ask for the Holy Spirit. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? How much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him, 
If we want to be used of the Holy Spirit like this, if we want more of the gifts of the Lord to operate through us, we have to ask, we have to desire, desire earnestly, long to be used of God in these ways so His power and His presence can flow through you and touch your life and others about you. Amen. Let's close out tonight. If there's anyone here that would like prayer for any need, physical or spiritual, you need to be lifted up in the Lord. Please slip out from where you are. Believers will come around you and pray for you and pray the prayer of faith and lift you up. Any need at all, don't stay back. Say, I need the presence of God. I need prayer tonight. My spirits are down. My heart is heavy, fighting circumstances. Whatever it is, come and let people pray for you and let the Holy Spirit rest upon you and give you courage and a spirit of faith tonight. In Jesus' name precious name.